What's up, Brewskis? My name is Marco Dupa, and with me, as always, the great and the powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskis? What's on tap for tonight? Man, oh man. <laughs> I I know that you... I, I, honestly, I would say that you're probably tired of talking about it or seeing it. Yeah, probably. But maybe not, because it, it's still dominating the news cycle. You still haven't gotten our takes on it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You'll get our take on the whole thing, and then that'll be it. You can put the whole thing, <laughs> the to, whole bed. thing to bed. Yep. We That's have it. to talk about <clears throat> the slap heard around the world. Okay? We promise not to take we excuse me. We promise not <laughs> to take up too much time talking about it. But we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention it. Okay? Yeah, yeah, we have yeah. to. Uh also, there was other things that happened in the world of, <laughs> Surprisingly. of pop culture, and we'll yeah. we'll 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 try to uh, touch on all that other stuff. But the main things, I think, you know, one of the biggest news stories um, that you guys might not have heard about was one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time had to retire from in-ring competition. Hunter Hearst Helmsley, mm -hmm. Paul Levesque, Triple H has retired. We'll talk about that. And last, but probably not least. PlayStation has finally revealed their competitor to the Xbox Game Pass. And it's a bit of a doozy. It's a lot of stuff. We're going to have to unpack that. Yeah. All that and probably some more. Um, but before we get into all that, we got to get into this brewski. Tonight's brew is from Tactical Brewing Company. It's the Heed the Black Spot black lager and we're going to get into even more of that after the break so without further ado this is episode 348 of the one beer in podcast yeah look at that gotta slice that wax open mm -hmm. see this is what you would do as a tactical person <laughs> you would have something like this a on knife. at all times smith all right. and wesson smith and wesson smith, and wesson. smith. Shout out to boot camp. This is the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews hopefully crack open a brew. Oh, yeah, there, there we go. it is. There we go. And we see where that one brew takes us. Here As I said, episode 348. Thank you guys for listening, joining, subscribing, commenting. You know, all that stuff that you do with a podcast. We're back again, week in and week out, and we're excited to talk about what the fuck is going on. And I am kind of just vamping before I get this beer in my hand. So <laughs> good job, thank you. You did it. You did thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Clink up, my friend. Cheers. All right. Hmm. Obi, can you please give the people a little bit more information about what we are drinking tonight? 
Well, as you said earlier, we have the Heed the Black Spot from Tactical Brewing Co. I'm sorry if I sound a little stuffy, by the way. I'm just coming off of a cold. It's not COVID. Um, that being said, this is an Imperial Black Lager aged on Panacea Oyster Shells. Um, that is all the information I have because it's all they give us on this bottle. But it's an 8.6% ABV. As, as has been explained to me, um, they, they kind of, they, they brewed it. And as from what I believe the, the shells were kind of added in towards the end of the brewing process, they're kind of, they were conditioned on the oyster shells. So it's not like, you know, they, they boiled oysters right. in the beer. Yeah. So when you drink it, I mean, you're not being overwhelmed by like a briny. Yeah. Salt water. Yeah. Flavor. So. I, I mean, just on on first sip, I wouldn't go into it thinking like, oh, it's a it's a salty lager. Like, mm-hmm. what is it like a Corona or something? What yeah. are you trying to do here? It's 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 not that. Yeah, but you cannot drink it if you have a seafood allergy. So that's good. That's good yes. catch. <laughs> that's a good uh, catch. Be careful. Yeah, there. that's for sure. All right. All right. Let's just do this, okay? Let's just, let's get right into it. Okay. Do we have any housekeeping? Should we talk? Um, do we need to? I don't think you want to so, get some no. stuff off your chest. You got anything you need to? Uh, no, I let people know I I had a little cold. Yeah, I, so I the had stuff my, in your chest. Your... Yeah, not that it's directly uh, you know associated, but I did go back to the office, so just saying. I mean, there could be a correlation. I mean, I mean. Um. So if you're going back to the office for, for the first time, please be careful out there. <laughs> And, uh, if you don't hands. have to go back to the office, you shouldn't have to go back to the office. Let's just say that. Yeah. Right. That's that's kind of where we are. Well, he can't say that, but I, I can because I, yeah, I don't work in an office. I can say <laughs> that if you don't have to go back, you shouldn't go back. Yeah. There's there's no point. There's no fucking point. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. They only need you there to fill some kind of status quo to make themselves feel better about the fact that they've rented out rented out this giant space. And they weren't ready for the fact that, like, they might not need it. So now they're paying for nothing. So they feel like they have to force people to come back so that they're paying for something. That's it. His word's not mine. We bought this fax machine. (laughs) You have to use it. Uh Why not? Why? Or why? Why do I have to use it? I can just email this information. Can you you tell me, before we get into anything, can you explain to me why fax machines are even still a thing? What um, purpose does a fax machine serve that our modern technology doesn't? You can, with your phone, scan a document. You can take a picture of the document. You, you can do everything that a fax machine would do. Email from your phone or your tablet or your computer is instantaneous. Yeah. The minute you hit send, within... Five to ten seconds, it's there. The only thing that I can think of is that if your internet went down but your your phone lines didn't, yeah, you'd still be able to send documentation. Sure. sure. Um, the only thing I can think of off the top of my head, honestly, is that there may be more uh, security with a fax because it's not on the internet. Um, but mm. that being said, there are very secure means to send documents yeah. online. Yeah. So, you know. Maybe that's how it's being sold to these businesses. 
sure. like, hey, you can get hacked. Right. And then like these old school people who run these businesses are like, I don't want to get hacked. And then the person who's selling a fax machine is like, well, you might still want to use this fax I mean, machine. I, I guarantee you can hack a fax line. I think that's that's like old school hacking, old really. Old school hacking. Yeah, I mean, the old, old, old school hacking is phone lines. You can hack a phone line. Yeah. Um, but. You know, like The Matrix. Sure, sure. Just like The Matrix. Just like The Documentary Matrix. film, The Matrix. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, I don't really. Uh, well, you know what? I take that back. The other thing is that there's a lot of people who grew up only using facts. Oh, fuck them. And that's why they can... Well, I mean, those people are generally in the position to, you know, approve such purchases. And, you know, they, they probably just slap them into the, the copier, you know, printer anyway. Ridiculous. So it's like, yeah, you know, you get facts in there, too, if you want a fax. That's pretty much it. I, at, at my job, I still have a landline next to my desk. Yeah, I had a landline at my my last office job, too. I yeah. don't know why. Nobody's going to call me on that. And, you know, I have a cell phone, obviously. But Oh, oh I got called all the time. <laughs> well, you worked specifically in a, in a job where you would get phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it was different, yeah. yeah it was different. Yeah. But, I, and, and I also did not want to give out my cell phone number to Oh, anyone. yeah, no, of course not. I had a coworker who did that, and, and then she would complain about the fact that, like, people would call her. And I'm like... You gave out your right. cell phone. You, you gave permission to do that, man. I, I didn't even get dog. I didn't even get my cell phone number to my coworkers for like the first like six, seven months. I was like, I don't even want to talk to y'all. <laughs> yeah. I definitely don't want to talk to these old ass geezers who fucking call and want to complain all yeah, the time because no. they don't they don't have any respect for hours of operation. Oh no, of course they not. They wake up at six in the morning and the first thing they think is like, all right, I'm trying to get this shit yeah. taken care of. I've got a problem. Nah. Fuck yeah. that. So, you know, in second thought, a business line is important. A business line is important. Yeah. Do we still need a fax machine? I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. Anyway, that's our collective rant on fax <sighs> yes. machines. Let's do this. Okay? This past weekend, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be about a week had, has yeah. gone by. Just under. The Oscars have happened. Should we talk about the fact that we like were completely wrong about our Oscar? Uh, <laughs> I um, I watched Mouth Agape. Yeah. Out, outside of the slap with the actual awards alone. Um, yeah, I mean, couldn't believe it. Pretty surprising. Yeah. Pretty surprising that uh, uh, Power of the Dog got snubbed. Snubbed. Yeah. Got nothing. Crazy. Um, no, it got nothing. I don't. No, it won. Did it win adapted? Hey. No, 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 no. No, it won best director. That was the point. Jane Champion Cam or Campion. Campion? Yeah, Campion. Yeah, yeah. She, she won. won best director. Yeah, that's that was the one that it won. Yeah, they gave didn't get best movie. Movie, yeah. Which is, by the way, listen. One of my favorite things ever, <sighs> as you guys will probably know at this point, is lists. And, you know, stats, numbers, things of that nature. It's my Sport. favorite stuff. I love it. Yeah. Tying into that is the stats of the Oscars. Sure. Used to be, I, I, I don't watch the Oscars anymore. Might have to start. I, listen, I did this time and I was more than happy with <laughs> the show that they put on. Um, but 
I used to get really, really, really into predicting the winners and keeping track of and keeping track of all the winners sure. and knowing like who got nominated, how many times they got yeah. nominated, you know, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So this like directly gets into that part of my brain that is into this type of shit, right? So uh -huh. like doing these these predictions and watching the show, being wrong. I'm, you know, I'm reconciling with it. Sure, yeah, yeah. I feel like had I watched the rest of the nominees, uh -huh. I definitely would have had a, I won't say a different perspective because I really thought Power of the Dog was just Oscar bait. Well, just, he, you know, here's the thing. I was able to watch Coda and Drive My Car before mm -hmm. the Oscars. Mm -hmm. And after watching both of those, I still thought Power of the Dog had it. Right, so you don't think Coda deserved to win... Best well, movie it, of the you year. know, it's not even that. It's just I didn't think it would. You know. Well, do you think it deserved it though? I'm not mad at it, but it it is just such a like, it is an up the middle family drama. Yeah. You know, it's it seems like such a small movie, and I'm not saying that in like a you know, a negative way. It's just a very intimate story. Yeah. And it's it's really good. It's, it's a great movie. I, I would say it's deserving of an Oscar win, but you know, was it my front runner for what would win? No. I still thought Power of the Dog was bigger of a movie and seemed to be you know, it, it had the whole period piece thing. Mm -hmm. and, um Gay Cowboys. Gay Cowboys, Jane Campion, you know, a favorite White English guy playing a an American, white American, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that stuff. All, all that of that. Stuff. Um, so, but you know, that being said, it's not as surprising in co in you know uh, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking. Yeah, um, that Coda won because it it was kind of a barrier breaker, mm -hmm. you know, because if you don't know, it's it's about uh, deaf people in the deaf community and um, <clears throat> the daughter of. Uh, deaf parents and uh, deaf brother. Yeah, that's what CODA stands for. Children yeah. of Deaf Adults. Adults, yeah. So, Which I didn't know until I was looking right. into this movie. But it also has to do with music, too. And, yeah. and the movie has to do with music, too. So it's it's kind of a double entendre. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, it's it, I mean, it's a great movie. I highly recommend you, you check it out if you haven't. Um, but I, yeah. it just wasn't... I don't know. We, wasn't we, my pick. South and I were talking about it, and you know he was saying... With the fact that there's ten nominees every year now, yeah, it kind of feels like they're just gonna go with the least offensive movie at this point. I mean, Green Book shows that, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, they. I mean, nobody wanted that. Like, fuck that movie. Yeah, and they're like, ah, you know, Driving Miss Daisy. <laughs> sure, it always that always works. Yeah. Um, speaking of Power of the Dog, I. Uh, Wanted to mention this because we uh, <laughs> we just didn't mention the fact that the set's different. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this. Big old two. Big old number two. It's an S that way, Marco. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Big old number two for well, Celine. Yay. Happy birthday, Celine. Happy birthday, Celine. The little chihuahua you sometimes hear in this podcast. Yeah. We'll flash a picture of her now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's why the uh, yeah yeah a although bit. I mean I'm not mad at the set it like, looks I'm, nice I'm, I'm not mad at it's it nice, yeah. gives it gives the it gives it a little bit of a, 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 a feminine flair yeah, which is, I'm, I'm fine with I'm fine with it. yeah I'm fine yeah. With it. yeah all right so uh, 
Dune. Yeah. Dune was a big winner. Dune won six Oscars, right? All in the technical categories. Sure. Um, which I was a little. I don't know. It was, it was a little weird for the movie to win that many awards in the technical categories and then not get nominated and then not not win some of the other ones. It's just weird. I mean, because I, you're saying it looks the best, it sounds the best. Yeah. It everything else except for the actual movie. Yeah. was good. Right. It was a weird thing to do. <clears throat> I you know, I I as I was watching them win that many, I I felt the sinking feeling that they were doing that because they weren't going to get any of the quote-unquote big awards. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is a little disrespectful. I don't mean to call the, you know, all the technical awards not big because they're huge, obviously. But, you know. No, it's great. But if you asked Denis if he would rather win uh, best special effects or best movie. Sure. I think it'd be a different, yeah, you know. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I thought for sure. I I really, really, bef- you know, I really just didn't think that Will Smith was going to win this year. And yeah, but when he did, it made me think, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, this is twenty twenty hindsight, but it does make a lot of sense that every couple of years. The Academy does this thing where they just give the award to somebody who should have won it right. years ago. Yeah, they do it, the whole here. Here's your gimme. Right, his first award. I mean, he he. Uh, I mean, I went back and looked at it, and he could have won for Pursuit of Happiness. There was some tough competition that year. He didn't deserve to win for Ali. He had a lot of competition that year that definitely deserved to win over him. But uh, I mean, I just you know. I don't think he deserved a nomination. Like they, they, him and Jada were all, and this well, I guess this will get us into the yeah, slap. But segue. <laughs> him and Jada were butthurt about the fact that he wasn't nominated for uh, concussion, and I just don't think he deserved to be. It may be nominated, but he didn't deserve to win for concussion. Although I'll have to look back at who won that year sure. to like give a Comparison, better opinion yeah. on it. But like I just don't think. I mean, his performance wasn't. It wasn't better than Pursuit of Happiness. <clears throat> And it, I mean, you know, so this year they do the gimme thing and yeah. they give him the award over Benedict Cumberbatch for for Power of the Dog, mm-hmm. uh, Denzel, yeah, for a Shakespeare tragedy of Macbeth. Yeah. I mean, that's big, huge. Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom, mm-hmm. and uh, am I forgetting one guy? Will Smith, Denzel, Benedict Cumberbatch, Andrew Garfield. I feel like I think one more. I think I'm forgetting like an old white man. <laughs> an old white man of, yeah. of some kind. There's an old white dude uh, in there. Yeah. Look at okay. up. I will, I will. <laughs> God. <laughs> Hold on. Come on. Come to me. Come, Come to, to Butthead. Come to Butthead. <laughs> Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Not Being an old white dude. An old Latino man. Yes. So, all right. Let's stop beating around the bush. Okay. <laughs> the broadcast is going on without a hitch at this point. Yeah. I'm watching live, mind you. You watched it live? I watched it live. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> Chris Rock is on stage to announce the winner for best documentary. By the way, Questlove won. Mm-hmm. And that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I love it. Yeah. Shout out to Questlove. Yeah. He could 
have been my cheers of the week. Yeah, very very heartfelt uh, um, award reception, despite the circumstances. Yeah. As Chris Rock is up there, he's riffing. We now know that the joke in question wasn't even part of the rehearsal. Oh. That was an off-the-cuff joke. Did you know that? No, I didn't. That was an off-the-cuff joke. Oh. He was shouting people out in the front row, saw Jada, and the first thing that came to his mind was G.I. Jane. Which makes sense because it's not a good joke. It's not a good joke. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So he says the joke, and people have been making a big deal about the fact that Will laughed at first, Yeah, looked at his wife, she saw the disapproval on, right. his, on her face, and then Will decided, and I'm saying this to you guys as if you don't know what happened. <laughs> Maybe you're living under a rock and you don't know. Maybe you're listening to this pod and you're going, Will did what? <laughs> Not the Fresh Prince. Uh, I only get my news from the One Beer In podcast. <laughs> Gets up on stage. Judiciously. Walks directly <laughs> at Chris Rock and cracks him right across the face. Uh-huh. Then gets off stage. <laughs> Chris Rock is like, wow. <laughs> uh, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then Will Smith was like, keep my, na- keep my no, no, wife's. No, no, no. First, uh, Chris Rock says, it was a G.I. Jane joke. Yeah. Yes, yes. And then he's like, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. No, and then that's when he said, it's a G.I. Jane joke. And then he said it again. Oh, right, right. And then Chris Rock was like, I, I will. will. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. So, all right, here's the thing. This was, this this happened, uh, and then and then like 10 minutes later, he wins the Oscar for Best Actor. Yeah. Well, and, and mind you, on the U.S. broadcast, we didn't get all of that context. Yeah. What we saw was Will walk up, slap him. The mics instantly cut out. Yeah. And then there's like it, the, the feed like starts cutting back and forth between different cameras. because I guess they don't know what to do. And like they're, they're dropping the feed and stuff. Yeah. And then it cuts to Will, the close up of Will, but the mic is cut still. So you, I saw him mouth. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Yeah. And I went, oh, <laughs> oh this isn't I, a bit. This I was wa- isn't a bit. No, I was watching with Cher, and she's like, is this part of the show? And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> and then once they cut to that, and he says that, you know, obviously I just had to read his lips. I was like, this is definitely not part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually they cut back to Chris Rock uh, when he goes – I think they cut back to him when he says, I won't, and then goes, can we keep, can we, you know, go on? All right, best best night in TV, (laughs) or whatever. And then it continues on after that. But I had to look on Twitter to find the, like, international streams. I think in Japan and in uh, Australia or something. Yeah. uh, They they actually, (laughs) they they didn't have it cut. Let these Americans embarrass themselves. Yeah, so, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, after it happens, almost immediately, the firestorm starts oh, on Twitter. the internet. Twitter is. So first, everybody thought it was a bit yeah. because it was so insane that people right. were like, well, it has to be, they have to be in on it. There's yeah. no way that Will Smith, America's sweetheart, one of the good blacks, <laughs> went up there and did that. We'll get back to that in a minute. Sure. sure. Believe me, I didn't say that yeah. on accident. Right. And people are like, 
that this this has to be a bit because mm-hmm. there's no way that that actually happened. Mm-hmm. Then you start seeing these reports from like the Associated Press and CNN and all these like legitimate news sources or pe- people actually at the ceremony, right? Going, it's weird right now. Yeah, shit is fucked. Or showing in between the uh, the commercial break mm-hmm. and you know Will being consoled and like. It yeah. being a thing, like yeah. it's, it's actually a thing. People are upset. Yeah, <laughs> like, I saw some guy who who said he was bartending the Oscars, and he was like, "I can just tell you this: after the slap, everybody stopped drinking." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> that is the perfect time to start, start. drinking." I would have got <laughs> yeah. hammered after that. Yeah, yeah, would have been amazing. Right. This that tweet that was one of the tweets that let me that reminded me that. A-list celebrities and actors and actresses, they're not real people They're not anymore. normal no. people. Because yeah. any normal person would have been like, this shit is crazy. Right. This is insane. I need to get a drink. Yeah. We need to talk about yeah. this. This no, is I think, crazy. I think they immediately go into, I'm scared, damage control. Oh, it's just so gross yeah. and, and weird and like cringy for yeah. like these grown-ass men and women to be like... I'm scared. I'm well, triggered. The, you, I'm you know, fucking. The, the whole thing is like predicated on this pearl clutching. Right? Yes, this like, dude. The immediately, pearl it was like, I have never. <gasps> no, oh, Will Smith. You've besmirched the name of the Academy Awards. Oh, it's this fucking. Okay, so hold yeah. on. Let's get to that. Let's 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 get us there. The broadcast is still going on, and people are re- are starting to they're starting to put the pieces together. Yeah. That this is a real thing. That this actually happened. Oh, it I wasn't I, a bit. I felt it at home. I felt it at home. The awkward energy of oh. just like, oh, yeah. Um, they, I guess the only thing that you could say, luckily for the academy, is that the broadcast was almost over. Yeah, like you know, it was um, like the last quarter of the show. Yeah, basically, they didn't have to fill like another two hours. Of the show, although it was a three and a half hour broadcast, they said that they were shortening it um, so that it could be like more modernized and more entertaining for people. And yet, they cut out some of the most important categories. Sure. And yet, it was still one of the long. It was the longest show of all time. Hmm. So you cut out all of these, all of the like I don't want to say unimportant but like if you if you make them non televised and they used to be televised you're 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 signaling to those people who win that award that yeah. it's not as important as you know adapted you know screenplay director yada 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 yeah well and then they gave uh Ryusuke like way little time for drive my car right he, he just didn't get to talk about Nothing. it at all yeah um Samuel Jackson won the honorary oscar yeah. this year it and wasn't it was even televised. it was given to him by Denzel Washington yeah. that by the way, is more disrespectful than anything sure. that I saw. At uh, for, you have Denzel presenting an honorary Oscar to Sam Jackson, and you're like, "That's fine. We we'll we'll do that at four this. o'clock in the afternoon, yeah. untelevised." Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. That's so disrespectful. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, so, finally, we get to the end of the broadcast, and everyone has kind of figured out the fact that like. It wasn't a bit. Mm-hmm. It was unplanned. And now we have to deal with this. Yeah. So here we are dealing with this. And over the course of the past week or so, we have been dealing with this. 
and it's the only thing that people can talk about. Sure. I know that there is a lot of you out there who are tired of this conversation. You've had it. You've seen the reactions. You've seen everything that you need to see about it. You're done talking about it. But guess what? We didn't get to talk <laughs> about it yet, so we're going to talk about it. Yeah. So once we talk about it here, we'll be done with it. Yes. Right? Officially. Okay. Yeah. So the floor is yours. <laughs> or, or should I start? Do you want me to start to kind of take some of the pressure off of you? No, no, no. I'll, I'll start. I'll start. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. How did you feel? How do you feel about the slap? Okay. So, as I said, I feel like a lot of this has been a whole lot of pearl clutching, a whole lot of, oh, oh my goodness, how could this happen? He's besmirched the name of the Academy and... You know, comedians, this this entire, like, uh, you know, uh, response from comedians in general about their craft being uh, attacked. Yeah. It's all a little much for me, folks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, it was a very shocking event, obviously. And you don't expect somebody like Will Smith, one of America's sweethearts, to, to do that. But, you know, I, I've, I've been mulling it over in my mind since it happened. And A, I get, I get the response. I understand why he would feel the need to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, given, <clears throat> given you know, all we know about Jada's alopecia and the fact that beyond that, this past year has been hell for his relationship, mm-hmm. right? Oh, it's yeah. been a terrible time. Yeah. And he's had to deal with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay, so I get it. I get it. It... it this was essentially the last straw. I think yeah. that's what we saw that yeah. night. It, it wasn't. It wasn't that the joke was necessarily so bad. It was just that was it. Yeah, he he had been sort of been through the ringer enough, and that was it. So I get it. On the other hand, he shouldn't have done it. Mm. Okay, that that's where I stand. It made first of all, it made him look weak. Uh, I know some people don't feel that way, but I feel like. If you can't control your anger in a moment like that, it shows a level of weakness. Mm. It looks like strength, but it's not. It shows you can't control yourself. Yeah. So what I would have done in that situation, sitting where I am right now, because I don't know, <laughs> but sitting where I am right now is I would have taken it. I would have gone like, all right. And then after the broadcast, I would have gone up to him and said, hey, it's fucked up. Yeah. She has alopecia. She's really sensitive about it. You need to apologize to her. Yeah. That would have been that. Whatever. Then, you know, not that he would have known this at the time, but he wins the award. Perfect opportunity to talk about it. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I think that's the right way to go about it. However, I guess I land somewhere in the middle of this discourse because I get it at the same time. I understand why that response would be elicited, but... He shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think that the comedians that are all up in arms saying, you know, oh, my God, this this now puts our lives at risk. It's like, stop. Stop. Uh, this isn't going to start a trend of people coming up and slapping you because you made a joke. You know, it, it, this is clearly a one-off event. And it doesn't have to be this larger thing uh, about the state of the world and comedy and cancel culture and yada, yada, yada yeah. that you're making it about. That's not what it is, okay? Yeah. A guy got mad because he felt offended because somebody made fun of his wife who had a side piece. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's as simple as that. You yeah. know, like, it really doesn't have to be more complicated than that. 
So he shouldn't have done it, but I get it. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> That's where I land on this entire thing. Pretty reasonable, I feel. Uh, and, I, you know, I, I, I tend to agree with you. You know, I the idea that one of the biggest movie stars in the world got on stage at one of not one of the most pre- prestigious award shows sure. in the in 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 the industry in the film industry it is the most prestigious award show got up there and slapped the shit out of one of the presenters is insane yeah like just just insane just take it on face value that's a crazy thing that mm-hmm. happened well and and one more thing if i may interject please it i'm sure he wasn't thinking of this at the time but it puts a sour note on the entire cast of the film, yeah. the entire uh, crew, uh, the the Williams sisters who were there. You know, everybody that himself, you know, his own legacy. Yeah. Because this is his first Oscar win. You know, like all of this is now clouded by this outburst. Yeah. You know? Him, I mean, you know, the Academy is, is – they're mulling over the possibility of rescinding the award. Sure. And I, I just saw on IGN, um, apparently the Academy said that they did ask him to leave, and he didn't. And he was like, nah. I will not. I got a good chance at winning the Oscar. <laughs> so I will not, sir. I'm not leaving. Yeah. That's a – before I go any further with mine, that's a really crazy thing to happen. You th- like a like one of the production assistants walked over to him while he was sitting front row, and they're like, "We're gonna have to ask you to leave." And yeah. he was like, "No, no." And then they just went backstage and continued with the show. Well, they saw what happened when somebody else talked to him <laughs> the wrong way. So, I just think that that's, I don't, I don't believe them. Yeah, I, I mean, don't believe it, them. It it sounds like bullshit. Yeah. It sounds like they're covering their own ass, and that yeah. that's it. Yeah, they're, I I think that they're like trying to make it. I think they're trying to make him look worse because they're building a case against him. True. I don't believe that they asked him to leave. That's an insane thing. Again, like, really? Somebody went over to him and was like, we need you to leave. And well, he was like, no. Yeah. And then that person just got up and was like, he's not leaving. They and then probably, the rest of the crew was like, uh, well, what do we do now? <laughs> Chances are they had, like, an assistant's assistant go up to him and say, hey, do you want to get out of here? Yes, I could see and, that. And, and he said, no, I'm fine. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm good. And yeah. then they went backstage and they were like, he's not leaving. He's not leaving. Like, okay. Right. And now they're trying to spin it like, you know, people walked over to him and were like, we need you to Sir, leave. please. And he was like, no. Don't make a scene. I'm Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. No, I don't I believe don't, that. I don't, I don't think that. Uh, yeah, I just don't believe that. Uh, so, as I was saying, I, 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 I agree with you. I think that the... I think that his response was probably, probably uh, <laughs> a little over. It was a little, a little, a little much. Yeah. A little much. He might, you know, you know, there's a there's a time and a place for that kind of reaction. But at the same time, it's uh, you know, I mean, you know, I feel like the guy's been dealing. Like he's he's obviously Hollywood royalty. He's obviously insane because they all are. Oh yeah, of course. He's been famous for too long to not be insane. Too famous, too rich. And something like this happens, and of course he thinks like, you know, his his only recourse is to get up and do something about it. Because I I agree, I think that like he's been dealing with not only the past year, but probably the past like three years mm-hmm. has been dealing with 
the memes and the jokes and the red sure. table talks and his face, him crying, being like, you know, the the new crying Jordan meme <laughs> yeah, and right. all that stuff. Like, yeah, you know, it all adds it's, up. It's not like these guys, like they're not. He's on the internet. The motherfuckers on Instagram and, sure. and you know, like he oh, yeah, sees the shit. It's a big presence on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah he sees yeah. it. He sees what's going on. He sees how people view him. Yeah, and it does feel like all of this came to a head. It's unfortunate that it was at the expense of Chris Rock, another um, another guy who's who's you know black comedy royalty. But at the same time, I don't know, man. There's a lot of layers to this. The joke wasn't great. I do not believe that Chris Rock was aware of Jada Pinkett's struggle with alopecia yeah, no, no. and took a personal shot. At Jada Pinkett. No, I don't I, believe it. Especially knowing that it wasn't a planned joke. That, when I found that out, yeah. made me believe even more yeah. that he didn't, that it no. wasn't a personal shot. No. If he had planned that joke all week, mm -hmm. yes, I could see him going, because he had, he would have had to have done some research on sure. it. Sure. But just an off the cuff, offhanded, you know, slight. If she's offended and if they were hurt, you can't tell somebody how to feel about a thing. So I'm not like I'm not going to sit here and tell somebody that like you can't be offended by jokes. Jokes are offensive, or or at least they can. They be. can be, yeah. And if it offends somebody, it's like you, you can't tell somebody to not be offended. But I don't believe that he was taking a personal jab at her. No. Which, by the way, I know that this is this is going to sound mis this is misogynistic. Oh, great. Well, all I'm gonna, all I, I didn't want, I'm not gonna go crazy. I'm just saying that she's beautiful and uh -huh. she's still beautiful with the bald head. It's not sure. as if, you know, she's some freak or something. Of like, you know what I'm saying? Like of it's, course, yeah. It's it, like we're 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 pretending like she's she's you know hideous because yeah, of her bald like, head. No, she looks she looks great. I I get it, but if. if She's struggling with her her self image because of that. I yes. understand why it's raw nerve. Right, right, right. She right, doesn't right. see that beauty necessarily because she's forced to have a bald head. Yes, you know. Yes. So yes. I, I get and, it. And I yeah and and I yeah right. I get that. I get that. Um, I I want to address a couple of things. The the comedian thing I wanted to talk about for a second because sure. I again the the pearl clutching from the comedians <laughs> yeah has been it's a lot. really really sickening yeah. to watch yeah yeah i am disgusted <laughs> with these grown-ass men pretending like their lives are on the line right i am so goddamn sick of stand-up comedians pretending just like period. no just period just, just yeah end it's just it's yeah. End it there yeah i'm so fucking sick of them <laughs> they're they're self-worth yeah the self-importance it's disgusting. <laughs> I've gotten to a point where, honestly, there's not one stand-up comedian that I am, like, legitimately a fan of that I don't have this, like, feeling. <laughs> issue with. They're all, they're all doing it. Yeah. They all believe that they're the most important yeah. entertainers on the planet and that what they're doing is saving lives. Yeah. God's work. It is getting to the point where I am just so goddamn sick of all of them. Yeah. So when this happens and you I saw like Brian Redband like unironically tweeting like I mean, what are we going to do now? <laughs> you know, what 
What happens if somebody like, listen, and I tweeted this, but I'll just reiterate the point. You were never immune to an ass whipping. Okay. Sure. sure. We as a society, society, so it's the studio. We have so so studio. We agreed morally. Yeah. That to give you a safe space. Right. You went on stage, you told your jokes, we sat in the crowd, we listened to those jokes. We all agreed upon this moral contract, okay? It is a verbal contract. Mm-hmm. If a guy in the back decided that the shit that you said was offensive and you got your ass handed to you for that. I'm not saying that it is okay. What I am saying is that that shit's gonna happen. This is, these opinions are coming from people who did not grow up around people who did not know how to take a joke and would slap the shit out of you at a moment's notice for laughing too hard. Sure. I'm not saying I grew up around like killers. Yeah. I did grow up around some people who did not know how to take a joke. Sure, yeah. And so this type of behavior is not new to me. Well, and it shouldn't be new to them either because it's this is not the first time a comedian's been approached on stage for right. saying some slick shit. It happens all the time. Yes. It happens all the time. Why did we suddenly forget that? Because Because it's Will Smith and he's a big star and he's supposed to have the decorum to take a joke. Sure. And, and I think that that is the the big disconnect where it's like yeah. he's supposed to he's supposed to get it he is a comedian he's supposed to understand that like you know it's just a joke but it's like hey man maybe it wasn't just a joke to him that's mm-hmm. why he went on stage and slapped the shit out of chris rock it yeah. wasn't just a joke again not defending him but i'm also sick of people pretending like this is this is the start of world war three or that like he oh, did that's something too so side, yeah right, right. that's you know. yeah this is not some heinous act no. that the that, that that people are 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 trying to you know we're you're I thought that we'd just be able to laugh at this and then keep it moving, but instead we're getting these think pieces and we're getting these articles and we're getting all these tweets and we're getting everybody with their self-importance about like what it means to be a comedian and what it means to take a joke and all this crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. Where it's like, why are we doing this? I somebody said that uh most of the time, I think the I think the tweet was like ninety percent of the time, quote unquote, that's wild, is the appropriate response. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I, that is really bothering the shit out of me. Yeah. The other thing that's bothering the shit out of me is the the selection of black folks. Who have decided who it's always the selection of black folks who use these things as an opportunity to talk about um this is how much or 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 you're setting black people back x amount of years when you do this kind of behavior okay that is the other thing that has been driving me nuts is seeing prominent black people and not just prominent black people but just black people and a lot of black people in general who are like you're embarrassing us you're setting us back when are we going to get past the conversation of one black person doing a thing that affects the entire black community? Sure. Why does he represent, just because he's one of the most prominent black entertainers, he represents the entire black community and he does something ignorant. Now all of a sudden we all are set back and, and set back in whose eyes? White people's eyes? society's eyes 
Are we shooking and jiving still? Do we need to entertain these people? Mm -hmm. Do we need to set a certain example for an entire generation of, of black people so that they're not judged harshly by white people? Newsflash. You were going to be judged by those people regardless. They're going to judge anyway. You think that if Will Smith had continued to be, you know, Mr. A+, plus, Mr. Smile, Mr. Uh, Aladdin, or Genie from Aladdin for his entire career, that you weren't going to be judged by those same white people? You were. You will. And you're going to. Because <laughs> that's how they are. Uh-huh. That's it. So I just would, I would just wish... That one day we could get past this conversation of prominent black people in entertainment representing the entire race. Sure. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who I have the utmost respect for, writes an entire article about how Will Smith is setting black folks back. And it's just like, come on, man. You're supposed to have a more nuanced opinion on this thing. You're smarter than that. Oh. You're Dr. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. To his credit, he is very old. Yeah, so, yeah he is. You know. He is. He is. Not to discredit him, but, you know. Well, ageism. Sure. We're <laughs> <laughs> from racism to ageism. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think something that's getting lost on people, too, is, is uh, Will's uh, award speech, too. Um, yeah, where I, you know, I felt though it was kind of unhinged, uh, I, I did feel some sympathy for him because it was clear what he was trying to get at, which was essentially, you know, I am still a human being. Yeah. You know, you, you, you expect me to just take all of this on the, on, on the cheek, no pun intended, and act like it's fine, but I'm still a person at the mm. end of the day. And just because I'm a celebrity, you expect this of me and, and of us. And it's it's not it's not fair. I'm a person. I have feelings, and you know, uh, yeah, care, I, care about my family, et cetera, et cetera. I think that they are. I think celebrities are under this this um, 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 I guess undue pressure to accept stuff like that. Yeah, and when one of them shows that they are just a regular person who maybe doesn't know how to take a joke, again, it's it's this pearl clutching, and it's like everyone is aghast and their mouths are agape, right. and it's like, yeah, but if you just met a guy named Will Smith at your job and you made a joke about his wife, and then he got in your face about it, you'd be like, whoa, 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 yeah, chill, Will Smith, well, why are you? And it's like, dog, yeah. I'm not. That's just not funny to me. And then everybody would be like, Yeah, all right, yeah. It's not well, funny. No, imagine. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if this scenario happened, but it was, you know, at a local comedy club. Yeah. We don't know who these people are, but Chris Rock is on stage. We don't know him as Chris Rock. He's just a comedian. Mm-hmm. And in the front row is <clears throat> Will Smith, not famous, and Jada Pinkett Smith, not famous. She has a bald head. He he makes a joke about her bald head, not knowing that. That's not something that she's doing for a fashion statement. Yeah. And suddenly he storms the stage, slaps the guy, and sits back down. You know, if you're in the crowd, you're like, holy crap, that was crazy. Does it suddenly mean something more than that, or do you go on with your day? Right. I understand that it's because of what Will Smith sort of 
represents represents stands yeah. in for <clears throat> a larger uh, a larger thing, but at the same time, I think his his speech sort of highlights that he is a person, <laughs> and and as we've seen, a fallible person. So, yeah, no, I think at the end at the end of the day, the people who bear a lot of responsibility are is the academy mm-hmm. if you you need to set an example and will smith doing what he did for the reasons that he did we've already covered you as an organization you need to set the you need to draw your line in the sand sure. right and this bullshit story about you asked him to leave and he didn't you should have had it security escort him out yeah Yeah. he had already (coughs) made a mockery of the show right yeah he had already gotten us to a place where everyone's like what the fuck just happened yeah he messed up the mood yeah so his even if i mean i know that they were thinking holy shit he's about to win the oscar for best actor in eight minutes what are we gonna do I know that that's what they were panicking about. You can tell because that's why they just left it alone and let it happen. Yeah. You need to be able to – you guys need to be able to think on your feet. I think it's a complete and utter failing by the Academy to not be able to figure out what to do going forward with with the entire situation. To let that happen, then let him win. My opinion is this. You don't. I don't think you take the award from him. You no. thought that he deserved to win the Best Actor of the Year award. Yeah, you, he won you it. You can't take that from him. He won it. He won it. You can't take that from him. Yeah. But you can stop him from going up there and delivering that speech. Sure. You can kick him out of the show. You can have. You can at a moment's notice go. We apologize for what just transpired. We didn't expect that to happen. Um, we apologize to the nominees and to the folks at home. Uh, Mr. Smith has been escorted out of the building, but he did win Best Actor of the Year, um, and you know that's that. Like it could have yeah. been untelevised. We sure. they could have just come back with a with a thing on the screen that just that that said that statement. We apologize to the folks at home and to the fellow nominees. Mr. Smith has been escorted out of the building. Um, he has won, he did win you know the uh, the Academy Award for Best Actor. But he will not be able to uh, receive that award. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like anyone else who's not present, they just say, you know, Mr. Smith cannot uh, accept the award yeah. <laughs> on, on his behalf. One of, one of the producers could come out yeah. there and we are accepting this award on Mr. Smith's behalf. Yeah. He has been escorted out of the or building. The, or the Williams sisters, you know? Yeah. Something. Something. Yeah. Like, be able to figure that shit out, man. Yeah. Now you now you guys look like hypocrites because again people are and this is this is probably the the funniest and craziest thing that has happened since all of this has gone down. Every single person that has had an opinion on this that isn't to the internet's liking mm-hmm. has been dragged. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been incredible. <laughs> Every single one of uh, Dude, I think Zoe uh kravitz might have lost her career by opening her mouth yeah yeah i saw that she might have straight up ruined her own career insane how she was dude she was the internet's it girl yeah five minutes ago and then the second she opened her mouth they (sighs) tore her ass apart 
And they just start coming with these weird ass receipts where you're like, wait a minute, y'all was just sitting on this shit. <laughs> Waiting. We haven't been having this discourse about her. Yeah. Now everybody wants to talk about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Her, Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else has been getting dragged? Uh, I mean, those are two of the big prominent ones. A lot of the comedians people. who are speaking the, out. Right. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. As soon as they open their mouth, it's like, wait, weren't you? Didn't you? This you? Yeah. I've seen them going after Tom Segura. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Tom Segura is a little different. <laughs> yeah. he's. I mean, it's different because, like, he... He's going out of his way to be... Right. He, he's... he's. Listen, Tom Segura is one of my favorite comedians, but, the, like, the stuff that he's doing is, like, all right, man, like, you proved your point. Like, right. he's... I think, I think he's doubling down because he has to double down. Sure. Like, when he posted the, the, the one tweet that went viral... I thought he had been hacked. Yeah, I was it, like, it "Wow, that's really out of read, character." Yeah, yeah, like like him. Um, but we were wrong. Yeah, I just think that he's doubling down just to just because he he has to. He can't. He can't. Uh, just uh, yeah, it's a it's a hill he has to die on. Now. Yeah, yeah, because he made such a big deal about it. Um, but every yeah every every comedian that has opened their mouth about it, they've they've. They've gone after them, and I don't know. It, it's just really funny because it it just really highlights this thing that we all collectively do with celebrities for the most part, which is just ignore all the weird and bad shit that they do because you like them so much. Sure. Like Jim Carrey being with Jenny McCarthy for so long, pushing an anti-vax agenda, Yeah, and then all of us collectively – just letting it go because we love Jim Carrey so much is a crazy thing that we as a society did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and we were all aware of it. If you're our age, you were aware. Like, I remember him doing that. I remember Jenny McCarthy. I remember that shit v- vividly. I remember seeing it on TV and going, you know, that <laughs> what? wasn't that like, don't we know that that's fake already? And sh- and her going around to fucking all these uh, 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 talk shows and whatnot. I remember that shit. And it's it's just it's funny that I mean <laughs> we have recorded so much stuff. I really hope that one day <laughs> one day one of us doesn't get too famous to have a shitty opinion <laughs> and then some guy go through hours and hours of why, <laughs> why wait? We already have so many bad opinions. I know. I know we probably had a couple of them on this show. I'm sure. And then you know a couple of years from now we'll look back and go, man, that was a shitty opinion, wasn't it? It's just listen. All I'm saying is, if you're a person of prominence, maybe keep your mouth shut if you got skeletons in your closet, because <laughs> the internet will find them, and then you will look like a dickhead for trying to uh, judge Will Smith for what he did, and you might lose your career. So maybe just keep your mouth shut. Good advice for anyone, really. Yeah, just just shut. Up. Yeah, just shut. Up. I don't really know where else we can go with the Will Smith thing. At By the time that this podcast goes up, hopefully we will be done with this conversation and you and I will have put the button on it. This will be the bookend to sure. it and then that'll, yeah. be at, yeah. that'll be it. Well, look, look, last, last word on it. Uh, according to RSVP Magazine on Twitter, via Twitter, Jada Pinkett Smith breaks silence after husband Will slapped Chris Rock following alopecia joke. Um, she says, and I quote, this is a season for healing, and I'm here for it. 
That's all she said? That's it. I couldn't I don't even count that as breaking silence. <laughs> that might as well, she might as well have said nothing. Nothing, yeah. That means nothing. But in that spirit, may we all heal yeah. from this rift that Will Smith has created. <laughs> Let me just say, uh, alopecia jokes aside, Jada Pinkett seems like she sucks. <laughs> she just, all the goodwill that I had just yeah. went out the window. Goodwill. Oh, oh. You're left with nah, bad she, will. Yeah, she just seems like, you know, that's ex- that's a, that was one sentence, and it's exhausting. Yeah. I mean, it just seems like she's a lot. Yeah. Just personality-wise, you know, like. All of that goes down, and she's like, it's a season for healing. What? Right. What does that mean? What the fuck? What? Explain. <laughs> Explain. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, as we said, rich people, famous people are not regular people. No, they are not. <laughs> they are weirdos. And that's the thing, man. They're fucking weirdos. Don't invest too much time and energy no. into these weirdos. The worst thing you could do. I learned this when I was younger. I I, I, I invested a lot of like what I believed about the world and about people into these fucking weirdos before sure. I realized that they were weirdos. I, you know, these actors and actresses and, and writers and, 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 you know, musicians and all these people, I invested a lot into them thinking that like they were the, the, you know, they were above like the craziness of society when in actuality, they're a reflection of it. <laughs> They're the pinnacle yeah. of the craziness of society. So just take it from me as a former, you know, a person who has who had weird parasocial relationships to these people. Don't do it. No. Okay? Because they're weirdos. And all you'll be is disappointed, man. It's like yeah. the don't meet your heroes thing. Find your heroes in real life. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's, <coughs> let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move, Let us move on. Move right along. Let's go into something completely different. Okay. Right? Uh, you can do PlayStation or Triple H. <laughs> so drastically different that it's like, what do we even, what direction do let's, we even go? In? Let's knock Triple H out first, and then we can get into the minutia of PlayStation. Well, his quick. physical condition knocked him out. Without us having to do it. Okay. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. I uh, tried. That's fucked wow. up. Wow. Well, <laughs> surprised if Triple H doesn't come running up and slap you in the face. Man, I would love it. Oh, you die. Yeah. Break my fucking <laughs> big, face. Big hand. Just just big <laughs> meaty claw. <laughs> so, Triple H, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Uh, he'd been gone for a minute. He had been. He had gone radio silent for a while. People had said that he had been um, having some health struggles for a minute. Um, said that he had some kind of surgery, but there was no like real uh, concrete like news article about like like what his condition was and whatnot. And then he resurfaces and he does this interview on first take. And I think it's the first time, if if I'm not mistaken, it's the first time that we hear anything official about his health status. Which is that he got a defibrillator, defibrillator mm-hmm. um, surgically implanted into his chest, and that essentially retired him, a, yeah. a medical retirement. Uh, obviously, a guy can't be being um, power bombed into tables with 
uh, a device in his chest yeah. that's keeping him alive. So, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess what we celebrate the career of of Paul Levesque, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, one of the one of the goats. Yeah. I um, wish we had a water bottle to spit in the yeah. air. Yeah, dude, can you, dude? You have no idea how much I used to try to practice that <laughs> in the shower, at after I was done playing basketball, uh-huh. at any moment that I had any kind of just. And let me tell you this: it's a lot harder it's than hard, you think. Yeah, yeah. To get that mist. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it's tough. So much harder than it's you tough. think. Iconic though. Iconic. So I mean, a guy that just as much as. The Rock, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, D-Generation X, all, all those guys, as much as they were a part of our childhood, um, he was a huge part of that, sure. too. Uh, we're not going to sit here, I guess, go through the ins and outs of, like, the wrestling industry and, like, how much, like, because, you know, people have they have negative things to say about him, too. Sure. A- anyone in wrestling essentially has something, yeah. a, a, a dirty story uh, yeah. back there. Yeah. But... The one thing that you can say about Triple H uh, is that he was the genesis of this new crop of wrestling. Mm. All of these guys now, if you watch wrestling now, AEW, NXT, a lot of the guys who are on the main roster of WWE, a lot of them, most of them, owe their careers to Triple H. Yeah. Oh, their I guess their stardom to Triple H, not their entire careers, because some of these guys were making livings, you know, wrestling in Japan and at mm-hmm. fucking festivals in Germany and shit sure. like that. But the guys who are big off of just being themselves, a lot of them owe that to Triple H because he was a he was a guy who seemed to once he got behind the corporate desk understand. Or have his finger on the pulse of what people liked about professional wrestling in the modern day, mm-hmm. which was not beefy bodybuilders who didn't know how to move and couldn't talk on the mic and needed a manager to fucking sell their shows or their matches. Well, I sit in the background going, <laughs> <clears throat> right. It was guys who were, you know, not your conventional looking 80s professional wrestlers, but guys who knew how to talk, guys who were athletic for their size. And guys who knew how to put on a show and yeah. guys who loved the industry. Yeah. A lot of the dudes from the 80s, there was no industry to love. Mm-hmm. They were f- former bodybuilders or former um, football players, and they failed in their respective yeah. thing. It was kind of a last resort. Yeah, and guys. they were just like, you know, some guy saw them out on the street and was like, you know, you'd be really good. I'm going to I'm gonna put you in front of, you know, 10,000 people, and you don't even have to talk. Just sit there and flex, and I'll sell this match. And then you slam this guy on his head, and 10 minutes goes by, and then you lay on top of him for three seconds, and boom, you're the world heavyweight champion. Those dudes didn't give a fuck. No. Kevin Owens and, you know, uh, Seth Rollins and 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 Adam Cole and and John Moxley and CM Punk and well not CM Punk cause he he was he was before he was that's a different that was a bad example but Daniel Bryan like these guys give a shit about the industry itself mm-hmm. and Triple H helped push that idea that feeling of giving a shit about the industry itself and celebrating it and uh you know. 
So it's, it, I mean, his in-ring career is over, but honestly, he's making more of an impact outside than he, than I honestly feel like he ever did inside the ring. I mean, he had an illustrious, legendary Hall of Fame career. He yeah. obviously will, if not next year, the year after, will be put in the Hall of Fame. Because sure. for some reason, WWE is like, they just waste no time, dude. <laughs> Undertaker's going in this year. Mm. He retired last year, and mm-hmm. they're like, we're going to do a thing now. They're just now waiting the time. to do it. So it, either it'll be next year or the year after, Triple H will definitely go into the Hall of Fame, and he obviously deserves it. But I think sure. the impact that he's making now outside of it is more important than what he did when he was in the ring. Yeah. So Well, it must be tough to transition to uh, not being able to be in the ring anymore. But, you know, hopefully <laughs> he, he can see that impact and, and feels it. I'm sure he does. I'm sure he understands. He's a smart guy. He'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. One last thing before we get out of here, because we've been keeping you guys updated on the PlayStation stuff for a while. And anytime some new shit from PlayStation comes out, we jump on it. Jump and on it. We've been talking about the Xbox Game Pass, <clears throat> which is great, by the way. And every time we bring it up, that's what you say. Yeah. And so PlayStation finally has their competitor. Sure. There have been rumors that PlayStation, or Sony rather, has been working on their comp- their competitor to the Xbox Game Pass. For a while now, there yeah. have been these rumors that like they're about to come out with their equivalent. We finally got it. So do you have the... Okay, I do. Yeah, I have do the have breakdown here. All right, so... Break it down for us, LB. All right. According to Joe Scrubbles from IGN.com, the breakdown is as follows. There's PlayStation Plus Essential, which is what you currently have. Mm-hmm. Essential is the same as PlayStation Plus service that currently exists with no changes to the current pricing. It includes two monthly downloaded games, discounts, saved game cloud storage, and access to online multiplayer for most games. Then we have PlayStation Plus Extra. The extra tier includes all essential benefits and adds a catalog of around 400 PS4 and PS5 games that can be downloaded anytime while you're a member. It includes first-party and third-party games, but no new exclusives will launch into the service. In the U.S., it will cost $14.99 monthly, $39.99 quarterly, or $99.99 yearly. Uh, okay, and that's it for that. And then there's finally PlayStation Plus Premium. Premium includes all the essential and extra benefits and adds 340 extra games to the catalog, including PS1, PS2, and PSP games for streaming and download. PS3 games will also be available, uh, but only to stream. Streaming can be carried out on PS4, PS5, and PC. Premium members will also receive time-limited trials of some games. In the U.S., that will cost $17.99 monthly, $49.99 quarterly, and $119.99 yearly. Right off the bat, I mean, those prices aren't that bad. Yeah. I mean, I spend a lot yearly on Amazon Prime and the benefits of that are you know Prime Video 
and obviously the two day shipping and like the the different sure. like things that they offer and all that stuff. But I mean, if you have the means to spend that thing yearly, I mean, like honestly, I was thinking like I would do PlayStation Plus extra, mm-hmm. but one twenty for premium. It's a it's a twenty dollar hike from extra, but you get it seems like you get a lot more. Not that bad. Yeah, it's it's sneaky though because I feel like that's how they get you is because it's (laughs) close, but just for a little bit more. Tell me tell me what I'm not seeing here because right now I'm like I'm not I'm not upset. Like I feel like it's not that bad of a deal. What am I missing? Uh, I mean. The thing that bugs me is that you can't download PS3 games. You have to stream them. You got to stream them, which... That's tough. Depending on your uh, internet, which unfortunately a lot of places in the U.S. doesn't doesn't have very good internet uh, speed. And, you know, I feel like I'd be okay, but would I want to play, like, an action game streaming? Probably not. RPG, fine. A puzzle game, fine, probably. Yeah. Um, but anything that needs me to be like, you know, like a like a Call of Duty or something, no way would I want to stream that kind of game. Well, I mean, I guess I mean they're they're banking a lot on your ability to do that. I highly doubt that if they didn't feel confident that you could play those games, that they would launch with over three hundred titles that you had to stream. <sighs> yeah, but we've been saying that since they launched PS Now. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's this is point. essentially just PS Now expanded. Yeah, that's a good point. So <clears throat> you know, I, I you know what gets me is that there's PS One and PS Two games and PSP games. I love that. You know, there's an entire catalog there of the nerdy games I love. So tons of of JRPGs, ton, you know, Metal Gear Solid and stuff. Assuming that's on there. Um, Better be. I hope so. Um, I want to be able to just play all f- five. I want to be able to play all five plus the PSP games. Yeah. I just want to be able to just sit on my couch and play. Just all run through it. Yeah. 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 That'd be awesome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, not knowing exactly what games are included in this, it sounds like a pretty good deal to me. Uh, am I going to do it immediately? No. I'm going to mm. do some research. I'm going to look into it a bit more. I'm going to mm. see what's available. Um, and then I I don't necessarily see myself doing this as like a yearly purchase. I think what I would do is is maybe get it for a month at first just to test it out. Yeah. And if it's something that I see myself really, you know, using and making the most of, then I would go quarterly. And if I get used to it, then sure, I'll give them the year, you yeah. know. But for now, it's just like. I don't. I don't really need to go down the retro path right now, mm-hmm. and that's what's most appealing to me about this currently. Um, just because there isn't like that same pull that uh, Game Pass has, which is like brand new games, day and date, mm-hmm. right there for you to download. Yeah, you know. Uh-huh. If that was the case, then I'd be more into it, but. Just because there there are so many good games out right now that I'm still playing, I don't really need to go down the retro, you know, path. Yeah, and that's a tough sell to people because you're right. I mean, Xbox Game Pass is still kind of superior when it comes to, like, 
you off like you can tell people that you're offering a thousand games and it's like okay but am i gonna play all of those games no right and also do i want to play a playstation one game on my playstation 5 yeah for a second for the novelty (laughs) of it sure yeah and then after i'm done with that it's like dog it's gonna look like it's gonna look and play like shit yeah yeah so yeah i i would love to be able to pull up like tekken 3 you yeah, know. for the for the fuck of it, for like a second, sure. like you and I are hanging out, and we, you know, we pull up one of those games just to fuck off for a minute. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, but like, is it worth the investment for 120 bucks? I don't know. That's tough. I don't know. It's tough. I want to see what they what they're offering going forward. Yeah, all that shit is going backwards. Right. Honestly, like the biggest thing is. The games that they offer for free, the two games that they offer for free every month, those games are very hit or miss. Sometimes yeah. they're extraordinary games, and you're like, whoa, I can't believe they offer that for free. Yeah. And sometimes they're like, I wouldn't pay. You would have to pay me to play this game. This yeah, game yeah. sucks dick. I don't want to play yeah, this. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of how this month is. Yeah, what is it? Last month was UFC 4. So yeah, I'm which like, is great. That's yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, I got into that one. Um, Bikini Bottom. So we have the that. SpongeBob, yeah. the, the 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 um, I forget what even what kind of game that is. Is it a fighting game? It's is it? I don't know. I thought it was a platformer. Maybe it's a platformer. Yeah, no, it's it's the re re sponged version. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, my <laughs> sister had that shit uh, on Xbox. On Xbox. Yeah, the original. And it was fun then. Yeah. I don't need to see an update. Rehydrated. Yeah, no. Nah, Rehydrated. Fuck. I don't yeah, yeah. No, no. So they they've got that. They have the fuck? Uh, who is that for? This this like I think it's this multiplayer game that people haven't really heard of. Um Ugh. Sounds terrible. It's... Respunged. Rehydrated. <laughs> Hood is is the other game. Hood Outlaws and Legends. Never heard of that. Slay the Spire I've heard of, but I think it's an indie game. Yeah. There you go. Online right. multiplayer title. Right there is, is is exactly what we're talking about. Last month, you had one of the biggest games of the year, and then this this month, it, mwah, like they're mwah, just... Mwah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have to improve that. Yeah. That's going to have to be something that they're going to have to eat the sacrifice of giving better games. I just feel like they just have to give better games. Yeah. I mean, I guess they don't have to because they've been getting by on these bullshit ass. Sure. Months. Yeah. But it, it ebbs and flows and I understand that. And But it shouldn't. Like, why? Why do we need those those games? Why? Why? Like, do you think that they ha- don't have enough games? good games to give away so that they they sparse them out for like every other month or every two months it would be cool i feel like if they at least themed it in some way you yeah. know like towards the towards like october make it like survival horror games yeah or spooky games you know yeah 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 um you know towards the summertime maybe have more like sports games and like you know uh, i don't know Get a surfing game in there. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Well, like, like, like giving away an NBA 2K game, for instance, at the end of the season when we know in about a month the new game is about to come out. It's like 
You're not doing us any favors. No. no. Well, who who is that for? Like, if I'm a person who's loyal to this series, I already have whatever game you're about to give me. And if I'm not, why would I buy? If and, and I'm thinking about buying the game, then I'm just gonna wait a couple months and get the current game. Why would yeah. I get this this old shit? Yeah. You know, so it's still like, give a game like NBA 2K away halfway through the season instead mm-hmm. at the end of the season because yeah. the people who were gonna buy it already bought it at the beginning. And then you can still give it value to the people who are curious about yeah, it that's without losing the value of giving it away uh, too early. Yeah. And then if you get addicted to the game, then you buy the next year's when it comes out. Right. All-Star Weekend rolls around. And there's a break in the season. It's the halfway point of the season. That's when you give it away. That month, um, what, what is All-Star? February, I think. January, February, that's when you give that game away. Yeah. You know, you get a a break, but then you get like everybody's excited because you got All-Star Weekend and you got the dunk contest and all this shit's going viral and stuff. That's when you give it away because everybody's going to download that shit. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, It seems like like there is um, a lot of shit that they're trying to do with it. There is a... uh, a genuine um, attempt to compete with the Xbox Game Pass, but it seems like there might be some holes in this. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, no, I agree. And this is the first real announcement of it, and I'm sure we're going to get a full like PlayStation uh, state of play mm-hmm. about it and get more information as far as what games are included, what services are included, et cetera, et cetera. So this is really our first look at it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to hear more where it stands now again. Uh, you know, I will dabble. I'll try it for like a month, but I'm not going to jump in immediately to get the full year. And I suggest to do the same uh, because specifically it depends on how well your Internet works. Mm. So don't waste your money. <clears throat> Man, that's pretty good. Try it out first. That's what I'm saying. Try it out. Try it out. All right. Um, we have our cheers, but we don't have anything to no cheers. No beers. Do you have something to cheers? I do. It doesn't have to be new. We just need something. Well, sure. Well, sure. Sure. Well, all right. Go right ahead. <laughs> I bought the beer. The least you can do is get it. All right. All right. Yeah, I got little somethings. Little somethings? I think... A yas. Uncut jams. Uncut jams. Have you seen more of her? She's She's been talking more. It's she's great. been talking more. Yeah. <laughs> Julia Fox has been talking more. Yes. And it's been great. It has. Yeah, she was talking about her... Uh, her memoir. Yeah. I don't, like, don't want to give it away. But so far, it's a masterpiece. A masterpiece. And you're like, man, I didn't know that at the end of the uh, Kanye West saga that Julia Fox 
would come out the other end of it being like the hero of the story. <laughs> yeah, like, I kind of just want to hear more about what she's got going on. <laughs> the hero we all deserve. <laughs> what is Julia Fox up to? Uncut jobs. She's up to uncut jams. Uncut jobs. Good for you, Julia Fox. <clears throat> all right. Before we get the fuck out of here, you know what we have to do. It is tradition upon this podcast. It is the cheers of the week. So, Obi, please start us off. What's your cheers? Uh, my cheers is to Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. Ah. Uh, cheersing him because, unfortunately, uh, it's been announced that he's stepping away from acting. Um, I know in recent years, hasn't had the best string of films. <laughs> he's been highly criticized. Um Specifically, Basically collecting uh, a check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, recently, um, Red Letter Media, who I love dearly, mm. has had kind of a, a, a special on him and collecting the checks in his terrible movies. But it turns out it's for a reason. Um, and that is because apparently uh, he has a condition called aphasia. Aphasia. Which is sort of a, uh, uh, from what I understand, a degenerative disease uh, that makes it sort of hard for you to uh, understand and, and speak sort of. So obviously that's something that affects his ability to work. Um, so he's decided to go ahead and uh, make an early retirement at this point. So I just wanted to say big up to Bruce Willis. A I remember, I think it may have been in the fifth grade, we had sort of a um, a booklet that we were supposed to fill out that had a bunch of questions like what's your favorite color you know what's your favorite animal and one of the questions was uh, what's your favorite celebrity uh-huh. and I put Bruce Willis <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Willis and they said why and I said because of Die Hard and I shouldn't have seen that movie at that age but I went ahead and put it anyway and I remember the teacher thought it was really cool that I put Bruce Willis Yeah. so obviously a guy that's been uh, you know a major player in my in my life and enjoying films and from Die Hard to Unbreakable and Sixth Sense and uh, uh, Fifth Element and and all his oof. straight to DVD uh, <laughs> Pulp Fiction movies. can't leave out Pulp Fiction of course um, Surgeons yeah uh, yeah so definitely deserving of eight cheers in my <coughs> book. And I wish you well, good sir, and hope you enjoy your retirement with your family. You deserve it. 1,000%. Uh, Bruce Willis is the fucking man. And even if he spent the last, like, five to ten years doing video-on-demand movies, that doesn't take away oh, from no. the uh, just the pure greatness yeah. that he that, that, that he's put on screen. Man. Sure. Um, I mean, like Die Hard, there's only... Honestly, I don't even know how bad um, it's a good day to die hard is because <laughs> it has I haven't to be seen really, it. it has to be really bad. Yeah, it, it probably is. Really it bad. probably is. Yeah. Live for your die hard, though. Live still for your die hard is the great. shit. Yeah. And I'll hear no slander. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's awesome. So there are definitely four good die hard movies. At least. Yeah. Maybe five. Maybe. We should watch it. Yeah. Just to see if it's. <laughs> We should. Should we like? Should we do like a like the Mission Impossible thing? Another series, through, yeah, of the Die Hard. And movies? just go through the, all the Die Hard movies. I'd be down. Yeah, 
I was thinking of maybe making you do the Lord of the Rings. Ah, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm d- I'm down for that. And the Hobbit. <laughs> Aren't there three Hobbit movies too? That's <laughs> so much. My friend, I have the extended editions of all of them. Adam, that's so much movie on dude. 4K. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna take a one beer in hiatus and do like we did with the Mission Impossible <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Okay. I'd do that. Okay. I'd All be right. down for that. We'll, we'll talk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my cheers of the week is going to Mr. Prince Rogers. Uh, it's the 30th anniversary of Sign of the Times. One of the greatest albums ever made. Sign One of the, the best times. double albums to ever come out. I mean, double albums usually suck because it's yeah. just too much music to try to. We've talked about this. Um, y- you know, it's it's hard to make a classic out of a double album because it's just it's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Um, you know, less is always more, except for when you're Prince. Uh, Sign of the Times is one of the best albums ever made. Uh, I listened to it today because I saw that Questlove posted about the fact that it's the 30th anniversary, and I was like, no shit. And I looked into it and everything, and then I, I played it while I was working. I was like, yeah, this movie, this movie, this album <laughs> is still to this day incredible. The it was right in the thick of of Prince's like, you know, golden era, where he was just like, here's controversy, here's Purple Rain, here's Sign of the Times, here's 1999, and you're just like, how does he keep doing this? <laughs> this is like, he can't keep can't up keep this. getting away with this <laughs> exactly. And he couldn't, but he did for <laughs> for a minute. And uh, you know, this is I. You know, some people would say he did that enough. Okay. He did it. Oh, he, he <laughs> bet he your did, fucking ass. Did he more did. than enough. Some people would say that this is his magnum opus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's a toss up between this, nineteen ninety nine, or Purple Rain. Honestly, I think Controversy is a great, great album. Yeah, Dirty Minds, fantastic. I mean, just everything after his second album, you're just like, whoa. I mean, he just kept doing it. The Batman soundtrack is fucking awesome. (laughs) Like, the dude was untouchable in the 80s. Yeah. Untouchable. Uh, But this, this, a lot of people would consider to be his magnum opus. And it's the 30th anniversary. And uh, just, there's a lot, there are people out there, as surprising as this may be, who have not really sat down and listened to Prince. They've heard, like, the big songs and everything, and they know who he is and all that jazz. And I'm not going to slight anybody for not doing the fucking Prince deep dive like I and you have. But I would say that you could start with Sign of the Times. And, you know, that'd be a good place to fucking uh, uh, um, – diving board off of, you know <laughs> i'm trying to think of the word but like launch launch pad i don't know yeah launch pad mcquack uh-huh. off of to start your love of uh prince's music mm. i think it'd be a good catapult place to start. catapult yeah thank you yeah. i think that was the word that i was yeah yeah, yeah. i think so <laughs> yeah that was it that was it so uh there you go indeed good yep got it uh-huh All right, before we get out of here, you know what we have to do, and that is review this beer. Tonight's brew was the Heed the Black Spot. I'm going to fucking slam it on the desk. From Tactical Brewing Company, a local brewery here in Central Florida. If you are local, then you probably know about this place, and if you don't, um, you would do yourself a favor 
to go into uh, uh, tactical and grab something from them. They yeah. they have a great lager. They have a great uh, Vienna lager. Mm. And I'll just say that they have a great black lager. They but do. They I'll do. leave the floor to you, sir, to start us off. They what did do. you think? I thought it was quite tasty. Um, very... Um, very rounded in flavors. It has uh, a lot of dark, sort of uh, not oaky, but you know, like a oaty, like a like a roasted kind of. Um, kind of reminds me of almost like a porter flavor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I the more I drink it, the more I got of a bit of that brininess mm. that we we didn't get too much of it at the start, um, and it. it it's funny because it almost reminded me of like a squid ink, mm. you know, with mm-hmm. the darkness and 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 sort of just a hint of the, the that shell flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting beer. Uh, I, I I actually liked it more than I thought I would, because um, generally the thought of having like shells in your beer kind of grosses me out. Yeah, <laughs> but, a bit of a turnoff. Yeah, yeah, it's strange, strange, but. It worked for this one. It really did. It added an interesting um, note to it. Um, that being said, I'm going to give it a four and a half. <sighs> I really liked it. I really liked it. I would get it again. Um, and it was just very interesting. Yeah. Liked it more than I expected to. <clears throat> um, fuck. I was going to give it a four and a half, too. Okay. <laughs> I feel like last week we were unanimous too. Mm. We may need just a person here just to be a tiebreaker, just to pop up mm. and just be like, "I didn't like it. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah, it's terrible." Yeah. The, you know, I, I honestly, you know, it's not. I, I didn't really get the brininess of it. I didn't really get the. I would be very curious to taste this without the oyster shells that it was conditioned on because I don't really get what it does for it. Mm. So honestly, that kind of stopped me from giving it a five Yeah, because I was actually uh, excited and curious to see um, what that could have meant for the beer itself and like what like how interesting they could have made this thing you know doing something weird like yeah, that like make it a little funkier yeah like before i worked for red light they made a um a goza with iraq oysters mm-hmm. and i think that unbiasedly i thought that that was fantastic yeah and it oh you wor- definitely taste it in that yes you do yeah but it doesn't it does i thought that that I thought that Goza was 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 great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great, and I don't like Goza's. I'm like I didn't I didn't really understand the 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 idea of like you know the oysters and the brininess of 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 put. I, I I didn't get it, but I knew that I liked the beer itself. Yeah, and um, something like that, I was hoping for with this, mm-hmm. and didn't get that. Sure. That yeah. doesn't say that not, not to say that this isn't a good beer. It's fantastic. I do think, however, I wouldn't say it's um, false advertising. I would say that it's like it might turn people off that would really enjoy this. Yeah. You see the oyster thing and they go. I, I think that's what happened to me and why I gave it a four and a half yeah. was, was because it 
wasn't quite as briny as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. And at first I was apprehensive, but the fact that you don't get much of that brininess, it, I got a little, and it may just be suggestive, you know, <laughs> thought here, but I, I feel like I got a little bit of that, like a little bit of saltiness to, to cut into some of that sweetness of the lager. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's kind of why I liked it. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still, it's still pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, unanimous four and a half. Tactical. You're here. Think we got it? I know we got it. Well, then let's get the fuck out of here. This has been the One Beer In podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs>